timing. How many times have you checked your watch today? No. Not, once. Not once. Yeah, good, good. You had to find out when to get here, right? It's good. Well, hopefully this week has been a week, weekend, excuse me, has been a weekend where, where you feel like when you leave this place, well, this is at least my hope, that when you leave this place, that every time you do check the time, every time you think about where you have to rush off to, that there'll be something inside of you that's stirred that says, I want my activities and God activities to intersect because I want to have this life that's full and engulfed and embraced and intertwined with him. I want to ask today about bravery. How brave are you? How brave are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, 1 being the lowest, how brave are you? Are you uh, 10 Batman brave? Or are you more like Cowardly Lion brave? Think about it for a second. Uh, are you more like Moana brave? Moana's one of my favorite movies. It's just it's so good. It, it is. Or are you like CP, CP3O, C3PO. There we go. You know, from Star Wars, he just always run away. All right, think about it for a second. Who's got five or higher? Five or higher. You on that brave scale? <laughs> if you if you had to go like this, I'm gonna put you on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm brave like that. <laughs> Anybody put themselves like I'm ten brave? Anybody ten brave? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> Based on the other response. <laughs> uh, there's a thin line they say between bravery and stupidity, right? Uh, Because both are really based on circumstances. Uh, One is very self-reliant, self-dependent, and just says, I can push out the risk. I'll just suppress the risk or the pain or uh, the danger. The other just is totally unaware and ignorant of it. But, But bravery and boldness, I think, there's not a thin line between those two. And they're not on opposite scales. I think they're completely different things, bravery and boldness. I think the world calls us sometimes to be brave, self-dependent, self-reliant. Find a way to suppress that fear, to overcome that fear. It's about weighing risks and weighing the outcomes. Uh, If I do it like this, well, that's going to cost me something. Is it worth it? Uh, I used to be called a daredevil growing up. I didn't think I was super risky doing things, but now when I tell these stories that I don't tell my children, I'm like, oh. Like there was one time, um, we were playing Ghost in the Graveyard, you know that game? It was dark out, and we played like in our whole neighborhood and everybody's yards, even the neighbors, and got yelled at a lot. Well, one time I, I, I hid in a tree, and I can't remember the kind of tree it was, but there was like five trees really next, close to each other, really tall. It was about 15, 20 feet in one of these trees. And I was really well hidden, but the light from the Handy Andy hardware store kind of flashed through the trees, and one of the guys saw him, and he's like, oh, he's up there. And so he starts climbing the tree. And I jumped to the next one. And he was like, what in the world? Another guy started climbing that. So I jumped to the next one and jumped to the next one and then jumped onto his shed and ran away. And later on, I was like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> There's another time we were playing that game, and I went on top of my roof, and uh, somebody started chasing me on top of my roof. My parents weren't home. Uh, I was babysitting my brother and sister. My brother. <laughs> I don't have a sister, so that's not true. I was babysitting my brothers downstairs. But um, they were home. They, they were, I, whatever. <laughs> I'm up at the top, and I'm like, what am I going to do? Because they're down below. I'm not going to just jump. And I ran and jumped into the pine tree that's next to our house. 
and then didn't get impaled by the branches somehow. I don't, I don't know. There's, yeah, you're like, it's amazing you're alive. It is in some ways. Later on, maybe not so stupid, but more brave, I would, I would do like cliff diving. Anytime I saw a cliff and there was water or uh, a tree, I would just, I would find ways to climb up and jump off and do dive. Diving was a thing I did. Gymnastics and diving kind of went together. And so I would j- jump off and dive and flip and it was, it was lots of fun. Always finding ways to do stuff like that though. Uh, whatever things, there was one night in college I spent the night on top of a water tower, uh, one of those old ones. Somebody lives by Excelsior. Do you remember the Excelsior water tower down, down that way? It was an old, old one. I slept on that one with my friends. Uh, I didn't sleep well. It was, oh, <laughs> there was a ledge that was tall enough. We weren't going to get hurt. You know, some of you are like, I don't know if I can talk, like listen to him anymore because <laughs> he did some not brave, who knows? Maybe not. See, though, Boldness, at least the boldness that we see in the story of Esther and the boldness that we see in the Bible throughout Scripture, it's not based on circumstances. It's not based on outcomes. It actually removes the focus of outcomes, removes this focus from circumstances to convictions. That's why they're not even in the same league together. It's not about the outcomes. It's about convictions. It's about faith. It's about belief. It's about doing what is right and good and worthy regardless of the outcomes. And isn't that what we see in the story of Esther? She finally gets to this place. She starts out wanting to be brave, and that doesn't work for her. She weighs the risk and says, no, I'm not brave enough to do it. If she didn't have bravery, how did she do what she did? Because there was something else taking place. There was something else happening, and it was boldness. See, bravery is about self-reliance. Boldness is about spirit dependence. Spirit dependence. We see it throughout the scriptures. If you, if you look through the book of Acts, it's one of my favorite books to read through when it comes to, to boldness. This, this story of the early church rising up at a time that they should have been and had been persecuted and put down and pushed down, a time that we would look at, and if we had the lens of bravery on and circumstances, we'd say, wow, look how brave they were. But if we put the lens of faith on, of convictions on, we see, oh, that was boldness given by the Spirit. There's three kinds of boldness, at least the way that I understand it and read it, uh, that we see throughout the book of Acts. There's courage. Now, courage and bravery sound a lot alike, but courage, uh, courage is the willingness to act, not to put away the fear, but despite something being new or challenging or unknown. Uh, it's like when we say we're from the bold north, right? We, we have this idea that, you know, it's, it's okay if it's cold outside, we're going to go out anyway. We're going to overcome it. It doesn't matter what the weather is. I'm just going to go spend time outside. It's not going to bother me. It's courage. It's stepping into the new and taking action regardless of the challenge that it might might face. Then there's boldness is clarity. Clarity. Think of like bold typeface. Bold. You see, you put it in bold. It clarifies it. It's the quality the quality of being able to, to be understood or seen or heard. And then there's confidence, confidence, which sounds a lot like courage. But confidence is this strength of resolve. 
It's, it's lack of shame. When somebody says something confidently, they didn't seem to be bothered by that at all. Somebody might have a look that's confident and bold. They don't care how other people view them based on how they're dressed or how they say things or how they act. It's bold. We have those three kinds of boldness. And if we think about boldness in that way, then we look back at the story of Esther. When we kind of finish the story, there's some other stuff we could talk about. But throughout the story, we see that, that Esther makes this journey from trying to rely on herself to God working and showing up and, and the fullness of her, God's life showing up in her life causes her to have boldness. See, boldness can stir up our faith and it's also the thing that helps build up our faith. Faith stirs us to boldness and boldness builds up our faith. And we see that happening in the life of Esther. One minute she, ah, I can't do it. And then she wakes up. And all of a sudden, she gets some courage. Uh, listen to what she says. She says, if I die, I die. And we see boldness in other stories throughout the Bible. There's similar parallels and mirrors from this story to the other Old Testament stories that maybe we're familiar with that we grew up on. That some of us grew up on or some of us could remember hearing about. You know, you got Daniel in the lion's den. He wasn't brave. He was bold. He had boldness to stand up. He had confidence to say, I will stand. He had confidence and courage that God would take care of him. And he said a similar thing. If I die, I die, but I'm not going to stand by and do this thing wrong. I will do what's right. He had conviction. He wasn't looking at circumstances. Same thing for David and Goliath. There's boldness. Same thing for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's, if we look at those stories, and sometimes if you go back and read those stories and then look back at Esther, you see this boldness intertwined into their faith, and it's building their faith, and it's stirring them to boldness, and it continues to do that. So what does Esther do? She has boldness. She steps in. She says, if I die, I die. And then she has courage to stand in front of the king and let that scepter be held out. And something, like I said last night, something stirs not just in her, but it's being stirred in the king. There's something different about the boldness that, that she has that I think. The king sees something and he doesn't know what it is, but he sees a bold person before him. And then she has clarity. There is no doubt what she's going to say. She has clarity of when to say it. She has clarity of how to say it. She has clarity of how to carry herself. She's, she's not anxious. She's not worried about how things are going to go. When the time is right, she speaks up and says, here's how it is. I'm just going to say it how it is. Boldness stirs us to faith. Faith builds our boldness. I have a friend... Uh, can't call him a friend. That doesn't, that's not true. I know somebody named Michael Frost, who um, great speaker and communicator, and he says, we're not called to take a leap of faith. We are called to a faith of leap, to keep taking steps of boldness, and it stirs our faith. See, some of us have been stirred towards boldness. We've been woken up. We, we stepped into this space that has us slowing down a little bit, although maybe you don't feel like it, but it does slow us down from the craziness and chaos of life. We spent time having meals together, letting God do what only God can do. 
working in the unseen, working behind the scenes. And maybe there's something in you that you know, I, it's time for me to be bold, too. And if you weigh the risk, it's like, well, I could lose my job. Well, this person could respond this way. I know I should speak up, but, but this thing could happen. Uh, my neighbor might act this way, or, or I might lose my position, or I might lose my power. I might lose my, the, the comforts that I have in life. And if you weigh it out, most of us who weigh those things out, just like Esther, when we look at it with the lens of bravery, a lot of times it's not worth the risk. But if it's coming from a place of conviction that removes the the circumstances, that we step into this faith of leap, trusting that God will do what he says we'll do, that he has us, even when it feels like, what if he doesn't? Uh, there's a song, uh, it has, I'm going back to a song, I am, it has a repeating chorus, so I'm going to make you repeat it, we don't have to sing it, it was like this, I'll say it, then you repeat, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. to take a stand, everybody, come take my hand, he's laughing because he knows that's Eminem too. You didn't know Eminem was such a prophet, did you? See, our, 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 our poets are often prophets pointing us to God moving in ways that we sometimes don't know. And he can use even those circumstances and those stories, too. It goes on to say, um, do you remember the, the, the line? Uh, Come take my hand. Uh, we'll walk to this road together through the storm. Whatever weather, cold or warm, just letting you know you're not alone. Holler if you've been down the same road. <laughs> it's a road we've all been down and aren't going down. And you're not alone. Not just not alone in this room, you're not alone in the, the narrative of Scripture. What's called the great cloud of witnesses. Those who have said, it's not about the circumstances, it's about the convictions that God is stirring in me. Uh, back when I was a daredevil, uh, I would go to the pool a lot, and uh, I loved just diving off the diving boards. And because I was a diver, I asked for permission to go during adult swim, even though I was only 15. And I sure go, and so I would show off to the kids, mostly for the girls. Um, pay attention. Um, but the kids uh, loved when there was other adults doing it, and we would do cannonballs off of the high dive, the three-meter high dive. It wasn't like a 10-meter. I have done cannonball off a 10-meter. I would not recommend that, <laughs> unless you're trying to cl- cleanse. <laughs> Just... Um, so uh, we would do cannonballs and can openers and try to get the kids wet, and they'd line up on the side of the deep well, and they'd cheer if you get them a, a wet and make a big splash. And there was always this one guy who just always soaked everybody, and I was like, ah, i got to be able to do that. 
And so I would do this thing because I couldn't just settle for being like a normal cannon opener or cannonball. I would do a, a, a reverse flip, gainer, uh, and then do a cannonball out of that. And uh, this one time, the, the kids were lined up, and uh, it was like the miracle can opener. I don't know what it was. Something happened on my way into the entry of the water. I just had the right angle, perfect angle. My back was arched just, just correctly. And I went into the water, and it was, and I almost crushed my skull with the pressure that came around on me. And I just felt like that was a good one. I could feel it. I could just tell the water was like churning underneath me. And I looked up and the water's churning on top. And I come out and there's no clapping. The kids are just like soaking wet. And they're like pushed over. There was a kid who was just like walking by that was like 25 pounds. And he had no clue what happened. He's like washed up against the fence. The moms that are sitting on the, the, the lounge chairs are screaming at me and their books are all soaking wet. And, and, this, and there was another part of swimming that was over here and there's like kids like trying to grab back on as the waves are crashing over them. Maybe that wasn't quite like that, but it felt like that. It really did. I was like, yes! And I used to think, man, what if that was the way we lived? That we would enter the water and we'd make this cannonball, this impact, and it would go out and ripple out and ripple out and ripple out. And I'm not saying anything's necessarily wrong with that, but here's what I hope for us. I hope that we would take God's invitation to sit on the side of the deep well. And that when he comes impacting into our life, that the waves that crash over us would soak us and knock us over and we'd be so overwhelmed that no matter where we go, the next people who would see us would say, what happened to you? That we would be so saturated and soaked and dripping with the good news that God is with us. That no matter where we would go, people would know that we were changed and we would have the boldness to speak up and say, it's because of God and act in the ways that we're confident he's leading us. May you and I, may we leave this place looking at the timeline of our life and saying, God, I want to wake up. God, I want to slow down. God, I, I want to invite you into the places that I invite other people because I know you'll show up. God, I want to be bold. May we have courage and confidence and clarity in our faith when we leave this place. We pray with me? Heavenly Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, you promise that you, you will be with us. And that's all we need. But there's so many distractions and there's so many things that can deter us, that can waver our faith. God, you're so forgiving, you're so patient, you're so kind. And so God, we ask that you continue to step into our lives in ways that we have this awareness of what you're up to and that we seek that out again and again. We love you, Jesus. Amen.